It's the 10 to 1 Podcast with your host, Brad Omen, featuring Ben Conowitz and Nate Laux. And here's the podcast. Hello, friends. Hello. Woo! We're back. <laughs> it's been a long pandemic, but we're it's back. It's been a long day. Without, Without SNL. Oh boy, wow. And I'm missing the podcast with my friends who like the show. Oh, wow. oh, I thought you were going to do like a, like a hell because SNL would oh, be like, yeah, I see, I see. my friends. Well, you know, SNL has been off for a while now. We talked about this before the season was going to be over because there was an impending writer strike. And guess what? It happened, it is and here. it's still going. It's still here. We didn't. Uh, we didn't get episodes with Pete Davidson. We didn't get episodes uh, with um, uh, well, Kieran Culkin. Kieran Culkin and uh, Jennifer. Why am I blanking on her name? Lawrence. Nope. Jennifer Love L- Hewitt. Nope. Lee from White Lotus. <laughs> Coolidge. Coolidge. Jennifer Coolidge. Thank you, like Jesus. One that people, <laughs> people were very, very excited about that I was, I was very I would, excited. No, honestly, of all those, of the three of those, I was the most excited for Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah, it sure. would have been great. Uh, but we didn't get those, unfortunately, and uh, we don't necessarily know when we're going to get new episodes of SNL because the strike is still going. And it's going to go through the holidays. Uh, ben thinks it's going to go through the holidays. I think it'll be over uh, by August or September, so we might get SNL season uh, 49, right? 49, 49 yep. on time, but we'll see what happens there's a lot to, to happen there could be an actor strike happening here any minute and we'll see how long it's going to last but uh we know it's been a while since we followed up on this we wanted to do it sooner things kept getting in the way but we wanted to do our season 48 wrap up looking back on some of our uh favorite episodes our favorite sketches uh the cast members we were most impressed by stuff like that and then as the summer continues and as the strike continues one of the things that we're going to do is we're going to dig back into the old snl uh vault of movies and look back uh starting in chronological order with some of the uh, Saturday Night Live movies that have been made based on sketches over the years. We're going to do some episodes about that just to fill some time, give you guys some fun. We know you like us uh, some, talking about SNL. SNL. Yeah, you know, we like to laugh. Vintage, vintage laughs. We like have a good time. Listeners of this podcast probably know, but again, we do have this other podcast, Go Flex Yourself. And so if you've ever missed Ben's voice, that would be a first. But um, you can Aggressive. listen to us on our other podcast as well. Uh, yeah, so we're films. back to recording weekly, and we are going to uh, hopefully provide you guys with some some SNL movies, vintage movie uh, recaps, and, and just, the, it's it's going to kind of be a, like a, a snapshot of the zeitgeist at the time, and like yeah. the movie came out, what we thought, what, what the critics said about it at yeah. the time. How, we'll how dig it, into some of the sketches that, that absolutely. inspired and, the movie. And what has aged better than others, and then maybe even other sketches that were around at that same time that these movies came out that maybe they should have made a movie of instead of, you know, It's Pat. Oh, that's the best one, though. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa. Uh, so, yeah, well, let's, how about we dig into it, guys? Let's, guys, let's get into it. Saturday Night Live, season 48. How many episodes did we have, Nate? Do you know? I believe we had 18. Sure. I don't remember. Um, we had, <laughs> great, uh, we, guys, we've got, we're bringing the facts. <laughs> So <laughs> I, love, I don't know. Move sure. on. Uh, no, we had 18 episodes. The oh. last one was Ana de Armas. Ana de Armas. Ana de Armas. With Carol G. And there were three left. So yeah, that makes sense. 21 episodes for this. Season. Yeah, I was right. So just you can say things like I'm right. I prefer not to. <sighs> Amen to that, brother. Anyway. <laughs> What are we going to, boys, we didn't really talk about the, the format this is going to take. I know that we all had uh, preconceived notions there of how this is going to go. Well, first, I Where w- do, what do you want to start with? Brad? I think I would like it if each of us reenacted the sketches from each episode. <laughs> so if that's all right with you. Starting with Dave Chappelle's monologue. Brad? Miles Teller, uh, cold opening, actually, Manning cast. I love that. Actually, that's good. Yeah, that's good. yeah let's, that was, let's start it That out. was actually the first of the season. Cold Manning opening, cast, yeah. yeah. And actually, good sketch. Probably, honestly, one of the cold best cold open. openings. Yeah. Cold Open was not great this year because we've talked about this many times. Yeah. Didn't love a lot of the political sketches. I like that was not. I like that, that one, and I also I really liked uh, Herschel Walker. I, I know that's political, but Keenan Thompson Cold Open as Herschel Walker was pretty funny as well. What about you, Brad? Is there anything in the Cold Opening this that you liked this year that you remember? Um, I, the the one where they did the they pretended that they were having. Uh, a red carpet show for uh, being out in Central Park for the first yeah. time yep. with the nice weather. That was yep. a fun one. Yeah. yeah. So if you guys are listening, SNL writers, and we know you are, uh, big fans of the show. Uh, you know, le- less politics. Even even though Lauren's going to be like, "Hey, more politics." Yeah, push back a little bit. We like it when it's not political. Yeah, cold opens don't have to be uh, timely or relevant to the headlines that are happening in politics. Yeah, we'd appreciate that. I want to ask you real quick. Yeah. 
were there any hosts this year that surprised you at how much you thought they did well? Every year, there's always a couple like up and comers, you know, Jenna Ortega type hosts. I feel like uh, that really come on and do a, a Justin Timberlake job. I don't, don't, don't want to spoiler alert anything. Travis though, Kelsey like, knocked it out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> I like Travis Kelsey. You did not. So I, I'll push back a little bit on on the the question. Uh, there were people that I thought were going to do great that yeah, didn't sure. do as well. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, honestly, was one of those like oh, who man. has done great in the past. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be really good. Um, uh, now, now to go back to your question, um, I thought that uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short were going to be good. Maybe the sketches weren't perfect, but they were amazing. I was I thought really. I, I thought you were um, going to say no, negative no, about that. Like, yeah, amazing. I was going to be like, talking about you. that episode. No, I will, so good. I will end your life no, no, right I was now. Saying, whoa, whoa. To, I was like, to go back to your original question. I was surprised at how good they were. It, it, they're always going to be great, but they were really something special. If I remember right, too, again, it's been a long season. Uh, we've delayed this episode for you, but I, I didn't love the Dave Chappelle episode, and I, I have loved Dave Chappelle in the past. Didn't love that episode. This, no, this. And felt, I don't remember loving the Amy Schumer episode either. I like the Amy Schumer episode because it it felt like an episode of Inside Amy Schumer mixed with SNL, and I was, I was totally fine with that because I like Inside Amy Schumer, and they did some fun the stuff. The one that I did, I was surprised by the one that I loved that I didn't expect to love was Brendan Gleeson. I thought he had a fun episode. It was a pretty good episode. Um, Because I, I didn't know how he would be, right? He, he was, I didn't know he how was, his stuff was translated. He's to very out of his element, you can tell. But he had fun but, but he had with fun, the show. Exactly. We and, talked and about that before. The Please yeah. Don't Destroy sketch was really good there, where they were like all playing 19-year-olds yep. or whatever. That was great. And his earlobes were uh, the musical guest. Uh, <laughs> our, our most listened to episode of the year... Was by far <laughs> Austin Butler. Austin Butler. Yep. We had thousands of listeners to that episode, and we're not joking. Thousands. Yep. Um, the, uh, the the Butlers came out, and <laughs> Butlers. <laughs> they were they were all over that. I episode. was going to say the Austonians, but yeah, the Butlers <laughs> is way better. Can we talk a little bit about some of the new cast members? Do you think that all four of them had solid contributions this year? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think they they all blossomed, and they all blossomed pretty quickly. I was I thought I, so, so. usually there's uh you know at least one or two of them uh you don't get to see them much, and they don't even get a moment to stand out. Really, it it takes like usually more than one season before they really get to break out. But I think every single one of them had at least one or two moments where they were like. Uh, just really shined and showed like their potential and their talent, and uh, they they all had had spectacular moments throughout the season. I was really impressed. With it. This this is probably the most impressive batch of featured players that SNL has had right out of the gate in a long time. I I was sure. thinking that I wasn't sure if I was going to say that because that's a pretty big statement. Yeah. But I, I I agree. I you never know, right? You never know how long they'll stay. Sometimes people leave early. Sometimes, but it is a very good cast. Of if characters. I'm going to nitpick a little bit, uh, I think Molly Carney uh, took took a bit longer to to get their foothold. Let's say, and then um, because uh, Mar- Marcellus Hernandez and um, Michael Longfellow, they they both immediately on Weekend Update like knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Right, they were incredible. Um, and then Devin Walker, even in the even in the later episodes, he was still struggling a little bit with like. He's he's not flubbing his lines, but he's also not acting right. Yeah. So so that was still a little tough to watch. So they were a little bit uh, harder to 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 come around. Everybody did eventually come around. It, it was great, but Marcel Hernandez and 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 Michael Longfellow, man, oof. well, don't forget about Sarah Sherman. Oh, sorry, I didn't even realize that she's the fifth new person. Wait, is she? Is this her first year? No. I was going to say, wait a minute. No, there's no way. <laughs> I, was gonna, uh, I was like, wait, there's only four. <laughs> just jashing you. Yeah, come on, man. All right. Just jashing you off. So starting this season, we lost a lot of really key SNL cast members. A.D. Bryant, Pete Davidson, Kate McKinnon, Kyle Mooney, Alex Moffat, Chris Redd, Melissa v- Villasenor, and Aristotle Otari. Joe Piscopo. <laughs> Which one do you think they missed the most? I mean, obviously, Aristotle. Kate McKinnon... <laughs> Is is gonna go down? So mean. I know. There's on no the top for that, ten, I'm sorry. I would say Kate McKinnon's yeah, probably a top of ten. Of course. But do you? 
were there any others that you think really were missed this season, or do you feel like SNL cast kind of filled in the holes pretty well on those? They did a pretty decent job filling in the holes. If there's one thing I missed, I think it's it's the the two handers that Kate McKinnon and Ad Bryant yeah. often brought to the table. Hundred percent. Because not only did each of them have did did great character work, but whenever they were in a sketch together, like that was always so much fun. So yeah, I think those. Were yeah, those fun. those duos when you'd see them when they would start the open shot and you'd see those two in a you sketch, knew. you knew. Yeah, and I don't know if there is a duo like that right now on no. SNL that and, and has that chemistry. And I think next year, honestly, that maybe the, you know because this is kind of a transitional year, I think that there's enough time off now that hopefully something like Ego and Heidi maybe or you know that they're going to get into that. Um, I will say I, I really missed Alex Moffat in a lot of stuff because he he's a kind of a legacy as far as like you know he was Eric Trump and he was there was yeah. so that it was hard to he do he did a lot something. of great stuff with Mikey Day yeah, exactly and and uh, much like uh, Kyle Mooney and, and Beck Bennett th- yeah. they were they were two uh, people that, that worked together a lot also you know guy who bought a boat the, the the weekend update characters were he did really a great job there I did miss those characters and I honestly he he probably didn't strike enough of an impression to like come back and host unless he lands a big show or something um, which is still very possible. I would love for him to eventually make his way back a- as a big timer and, and do that. It would be incredible. Hey, Alex, Alex, you might spot Alex Moffat in a, a certain series that uh, had a second season this summer on FX on Hulu. And if you haven't gotten to that point in the show yet, I don't want to spoil it for you. It's not a big part, but you'll be excited to see Alex Moffat pop up, pop up on a show like that. And sometimes they do, even when cast members don't host, sometimes they do bring them back to special sketches and stuff like that. And right, Bobby you know, Moynihan came back this yep. season as Drunk Uncle, and, and it was and he funny. Did, uh, and one of the Skeleton Boys. David for, S. Pumpkins. Yeah, of, course, yeah. of course, yeah. yeah. All right, uh, you guys want to get to our some of our favorite sketches of the season? So we're gonna uh, the way we're going to break this down uh, is we will eventually make it to the top three best episodes. Uh, we're going to do the best live sketches. Then we're going to do the best pre-tape sketches. Uh, and then we'll talk about some of our favorite weekend update bits, not necessarily a, a countdown or top three, but just some of the ones that we loved. And then uh, our favorite cast member and also uh, the most improved cast member. Is that okay with you, Ben? I guess. <laughs> yes, of course. Let's do this. All right. Where so do you want to start? Brad? Where do you want to start? Let, let's just start off a little casual with uh, with some of our favorite weekend update bits because we're, we're not doing a full on countdown for that. Uh, but there's always some fun weekend update segments uh, other than the uh, the jokes between Colin and and Michael. Uh, even though I love to talk about the the banter and the camaraderie between those do you though those two. I'm not sure that you've ever boys. mentioned it first time. No, those are my dudes, and I love the when they're when they're friends. Don't you love when they're friends? Yes, Brad. We love when they're friends. <laughs> oh, good lord. All right, yeah. So, uh, why do you start us off, Brad? Like, just uh, what do you just name one? Name 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 one you yeah, like. Yeah, just just tell me one that you like. You know what? Uh, so let's start with uh, what I think is maybe the most impressive uh, one: uh, Sarah Sherman's news segment yeah. on Weekend Update. The very first one. A breath of fresh air came completely out of left field. Didn't you know? If if comedy is the unexpected, this is exactly what you know is right up my alley. Uh, T- total takedown of Colin Jost. Obviously, so funny, so so different. Uh, but yeah, we haven't seen SNL come up with a, a new weekend update segment like this in a very long time. Yeah, SNL I think does its best when there's, and this is kind of what I think Brad talks about sometimes with weekend update on the predometer, whether or not Che and Jost are. It's the chemistry, right? Yeah. It's the chemistry, and you immediately saw that there was a spark of chemistry when Sarah Sherman came on weekend update. Mm-hmm. Like it needed to, it needed to be a thing. And, and immediately a minute into your like, this is magic. This is magic. Whatever this is, they need to keep on doing it. And, um, whether or not, you know, I know there's been online talk about maybe Sarah Sherman should be a weekend update host. I, I kind of agree with you guys. I'm not sure she's there. No. Cause I think, I think what it does is honestly, it's the spark that weekend update needs when it becomes the normalcy, the humor leaves a little bit. Right. right? Yeah. Um, you know, it's the, like, it's, it's a sprinkle of, of cinnamon, you know, on, on top of the, the cake, you know, like it just adds a little bit of spice to it. You don't, you don't want Sarah Sherman doing that bit through the entirety of weekend update. It's that'd a, be, that would be hard. Yeah, that would be hard, and like it's it's it, that vibe doesn't work for like like Weekend Update has to have uh, a more dry satirical matter of fact tone to be Weekend Update, but like her coming in and like doing a left field you know kind of you know correspondent thing is is a great touch. Uh, one of the ones I loved on Weekend Update was uh, when Marcelo Hernandez stopped by the update desk to discuss the MLB playoffs. Um, his stand up was just it was great. It's just so, so good. 
And you and know, it, some, sometimes we can update. They do characters, but sometimes it's just literally five minutes for the char- the cast to do stand up, right? Yeah, and it's a, a very basic premise. Let's let's be honest. It's like you know, white announcers talking about the American yep. player. But he he just took it and and it was so real because it's his life, and it was it was literally perfect. It was so funny. I was I was laughing out loud. Yep. And that's hard to do on a weekend update segment is to get a real it, it, guffaw or a real laugh out of it. And it was only the second episode. It was the Brendan Gleeson episode that he did it in. So he's still very new. He's a young, I don't think he's that old. He, he didn't have national prominence or anything like that. And he comes in and he kills it. What it did though also, it, it, it kind of dichotomized it because I was waiting for Devin Walker and Malik uh, Carney to get their chance, right? And so because the first two episodes, you've got bam, bam, and then I was kind of like, oh, maybe that's what they're going to do this time is give you know the third and fourth new cast members their their time to shine. And when that didn't happen, I was like, all right, well, let's see what's going to But it really did dichotomize it in my head, like, oh, these are the two good ones. you know. And it took a while then for them to, to catch up. Yeah. Uh, Michael Longfellow also did one um, on the Christmas episode with Kiki Palmer where he talks about being a child of divorced parents around Christmas that God, I thought was, that really, was really brilliant. Good as well. his, his dry humor is incredible. Yep. 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 Uh, one of my favorite ones also came from uh, one of the new cast members, Molly Carney, when they were uh, Tennessee Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally oh on God, gay Instagram good. thirst traps. Love that one so much so because good. Molly Carney's just cute expressions, uh, holding you know the finger up to the mouth and being just like just cute governor and being uh, very cheeky about the the gay thirst traps. I absolutely loved that so much. It was such a good good little bit. That was awesome. Uh, what did I mean? Bobby Moynihan coming back as Drunk Uncle, pr- pretty good. You know, I, I mean, I always love Drunk Uncle. Of it, it always hits for me. You know, and of course, you have Cecily Strong saying goodbye as Kathy Ann. That being oh, funny, God. but also emotional. Poignant. You know, but let's talk about probably the best moment of Weekend Update this is it entire the, year. Let's see, is it the same that I think it is? It's the April Fool's joke that Michael Che oh, okay. played on Colin Jones. Oh, well, I wasn't thinking about that as like a you know like that, that, that's a Weekend Update bit, but it's that's not, a moment. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah, the yeah. best moment, sure. not the best maybe yeah. character for sure, but the best moment for me. Yeah, uh, Michael Che convinces the audience not to laugh at Colin Joe's jokes. So good for like the first three minutes of of Weekend Update. It went on for a Did while. You see somebody publicly die like that. He was so and and his organic and real reaction yep. is something that will go down. Like if there's when they do the fiftieth anniversary, if they don't play that, like it's an indelible moment from the show that was a real moment. There, you talk about when characters or when actors break character. Yeah, he he was being Colin Jost for real. Yeah, that was the best part. One of the weekend update bits that made me laugh harder than I thought it would be because it's such a simple premise was when uh, Punky Johnson and Mikey Day stopped by. Oh, yeah. To just kind of... Punky doesn't know celebrities? Yep. Uh, <laughs> to talk about their predictions for the 2023 Oscars or something like that. And oh. it was just those two. It was like... Because she's adorable that she doesn't know yep. who these most... And it, what it felt like was these guys in an office like trying to prep a sketch or trying to talk about throwing ideas off each other and Mikey Day going, do you really not know these people? And that becoming the And then sketch. they're like, oh wait, we could use that instead. Yep. And you know um, what? You don't even have to get, you know, get out of the chicken suit. It, We're just going to go out there. Yep. And so I, I, I really love that moment yeah. as well because it also showed a, a side of, I think Punky Johnson has had a hard time finding her niche in the show. And it, it, it for me, showed a side of Punky Johnson I hadn't really saw before. Like you said, she was very funny, very cute kind of in that, but like just very sincere in that and it was really funny yeah all right uh let's dig into uh since this is saturday night live we'll save the live sketches let's dig into our favorite pre-tape sketches starting with the bottom one the bottom one yeah it's not really a bottom it's just your third favorite that's what i mean the bottom of the top list all right uh (laughs) nate why don't you we'll do it this way nate you go first i'll go second brad goes third on this one oh and then brad you'll have to go first Fine, 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 fine. I don't want to always go last. Fine, 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 fine. All right, I think I'm I'm 90%, 95%, 98%. You know what, yeah, Brad, why don't you go first? Sure, this is a pre-tape because of the effects and everything, but there have been sketches this year that were very good that were not pre-taped, that almost looked pre-taped. But I will say HBO Mario Kart trailer was pre-taped. Oh, yeah, that was 100%. Oh, yes, I thought so. I just want to make sure. Full-on visual effects. No. That was was live, actually. Again, I'm an idiot. I don't know. But uh, the Mario Kart trailer, I just thought was brilliant. Um, It it, it brought so such a kind of um, uh, a perfect view to a game that has 
you know that's in the American zeitgeist. Even if you're not a gamer, you know these things. It was funny. Um, it was well done visually. I just thought this was hilarious. Did you guys include this in any of your top threes? It didn't make mine. It was under consideration, and it, it could have yeah. just almost made it because it is very impressive. Uh, but I just I, there's a few other sketches that I just thought were funny. Yeah, it was hard. It was really yeah. hard because there were some even really the, good pre tapes. I think that this sketch is more impressive technically than it is funny because it does a very good job of parodying the tone of The Last of Us and giving you this like yep. Mad Max version of Mario Kart. But I think that the concept is is better than the the actual funny of the sketch. I think Brad, that's why I liked it though so much because the writing found an angle for yeah. the sketch. Right? It it was it was like you said, Last of Us. It was like this dystopian view of Mario Kart. So what I liked about that is when a sketch can find the angle like that yeah. that makes the humor um, a lot more accessible. My third uh, pre-tape was a Jake from State Farm, the Michael B. Jordan uh, Jake from State Farm, where he takes over as. That's on my list. It's it's really really good. Michael B. Jordan is perfect as that creepy, um, and the it just the all the reactions are are very much what would really be the reaction. Yeah, you know. So yeah, uh, it was it was just really well done. So I uh, I had a tie for oh, no you can only on, no. three dude you cannot there's three we, we, we all decided there's three but let me explain it was hard for but us let to me go. explain no nope, nope, you know, not cool. I got a, you know what I got a, I got a five way tie for first let no me no just I only I only did this once and it's because I couldn't choose and it was very hard but since you said Jake from State Farm uh, that will be number four for me so it's technically not a tie anymore I'll let you have that one for your cool. number three slot so in my number three slot I still have a tie no. <laughs> <laughs> It's now down to a two-way tie. Two-way no. tie. It was a three-way tie. Jesus. No, no. Uh, for, for my number three, then, I, I'm going to put uh, A Christmas Carol with Steve Martin and so Martin Short. As well. Uh, that, so, well, there goes all top three for Nate. <laughs> well, you, I'm done for the next five Nate, minutes, guys. You, you don't have to say things like that. You don't well, have to I don't it. know what, what, what he would say afterwards. You okay, just, well, that was on my list as well. No, no, Moving no, on. No, yeah. you like, oh, wait. Oh, that's a great choice. I've got nothing. That, like, I've got nothing. I'm done. I'm done. I really liked Martin Short in that sketch you know what i'm gonna pause for five minutes and find two more <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna name a live sketch that he thinks is a pre-tape <laughs> you know i like miles teller's grimace in the pre-tape it's pretty great but no i uh martin short and steve martin are just hilarious course, in the sketch yeah, and awesome. just the dark turn it takes and the, all the, all the blood and chaos and insanity yeah it's uh and the, they they clearly recognize how good it was as a Christmas sketch too, because uh, every year SNL does a few holiday collections. They do one around Halloween, they do one around Thanksgiving, they do one on Christmas, and there's some staples that they always include for the holidays. Of course, but they swap out with some more recent ones, and they put the Christmas Carol one in it's, this year's yeah, compilation. Great. So yeah. that's it, how you know it's it was a, it's a it was close standby. to me. I, I almost included it. Yeah, it, it was very close. Very good. Good All right, stuff. so uh, uh, Brad, what's your number two? No, pre-tip? no, I've oh. got one now. I've changed it. Oh, sorry. I've my list. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was honestly going to just skip you for the next five minutes because that's no. what you wanted. I've, no, I've switched my list. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Okay. I've, got, I've got honorable mentions that I can move up now. All right, all right. So my number two now is no longer a Christmas Carol. <laughs> this isn't really his number two <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. My number two now is Please Don't Destroy Election Night. Okay. Molly Carney was fantastic. These feel now very hollow, Nate. I'm not gonna lie to you. This feels very much like, oh, cool, substitute teachers here. Put your head down. Get the roll-up cart with the VHS tape. Here we go. It was always my number two. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Uh, sorry, guys, we don't have any Nestle Crunch, uh, but but we have this Narsley Crisp bar. <laughs> Did you guys not like this sketch? <laughs> no, no, I thought no, I mean, <laughs> the sketch is not the problem here. <laughs> it's you what ruining you, the game. Why do you guys hate Molly Carney? <laughs> uh, no, I, I, one thing I will say was interesting uh, is that as I went through, um, even though I love the Please Don't Destroy Boys and everything, I didn't have any of their sketches. Oh, really? And I thought on, this was yeah. fantastic. Okay, so, so I... I didn't either, but I feel like it's because I look at them as a completely separate. Like a Lonely Island is not a pre-tape to me for some reason. It's it is a Lonely though. Island video. No, it's it's a pre-tape. No, I mean like in my head, the 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 that doesn't please, matter. What please don't destroy boys. <laughs> Are their own thing, and they're not a they're not a cast member pre-tape. This is to me. That's I still can. I mean, they're they're definitely you know by by definition they're pre-tape. They are sketches. pre-tape. Oh, and by the yeah. way, before this was over, before this podcast happened, we were on the couch and Brad lied and said, "Oh, and we also have our three best please don't destroy videos." Meaning, you do think this is a separation? No, no, I just said that as a joke. 
And actually, I think Nate was the one who said that. I did say that. But anyway, um, Ben, what's your number you guys, two? You guys know there's a, there's hey, a difference there. What's your num- No, it's not. But it's they're all pre-taped. Ben, what's your number two? Uh, my number two. Sorry. Uh, Woody Harrelson's monologue. No, you, no, did you no, no. prepare this before? <laughs> These are the sketches that have been pre-taped. Like, that means now, what pre-recorded. Does that mean? <laughs> no, no, no. My, my number two is the, the color guard sketch from Woody Harrelson's episode. Wow, really? Wow, I, wow. It's, it's very funny. It's, Don't get me wrong. Oh, my word. <laughs> so, <laughs> the reason I think it's so good, or it's so funny, is because... Because it's that, shitty in the box. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know you love that. First of all, you can't... You gotta admit, it, it was hilarious. But also, it was the one kind of really bright spot in that episode, and I remember thinking... It was the only... I end. laughed so hard, and probably because I was just in a laugh <laughs> You were drought. dying. And so it really did impact me in that moment. I was laughing. Bailey commented how loud I was laughing at that, so I was like, yeah, no, it, yeah, it, it hit my funny bone. It was good. Yeah, It, was it, good it is a very funny sketch. There you go. That's why. Bradford, number two. My number two... Uh, this is a three-way tie again. <laughs> No. Jake from State Farm. <laughs> no, my number two is uh, Waffle House from the Jenny or- Jenna Ortega episode. Um, especially after we found out how even more so how they put that yeah. sketch together. Yeah, that was really mentioned for I, I had sketch. even more respect for it after learning that, but it was just such a finely tuned sketch where they, they kept the focus squarely on Mikey Day and Jenna Ortega in the That's foreground. Such great background, such great background yeah. work. Everything timed perfectly. It was just, just so well done. I absolutely love that sketch. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. Uh, Nate? Jake from State Farms is my number one. Oh, really? Yeah, I love that one. Well, I think you? we just did number two. I know my number two was. But you did a fake number two. Well, it was Christmas <laughs> Carol was my number two. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so Brad's number two. Mm-hmm. No, now you're doing number one, Ben. No, no, Brad's number two was the you Waffle just House. Did. Right. I don't understand what's happening here. No, and then. But it was just so, it was so quick. Yeah, no, it was like two, two, one, one. Yeah, just right but, out of the but gate. But he's just like you didn't give yeah, it any. There's like there's like no nipple tickling or anything. <laughs> you just got like right to, right to yeah. the down and dirty. Hey, yeah. hey, Red, great choice. My number one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say talk to me like I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's okay. Jake from that great. Uh, my and honestly, this is such a letdown because my number one was Waffle House. So there we go. Oh, that's fine because my Moving number one on. is completely different. What is it? My number one is Keenan and Kelly from of the Kiki Palmer. Of course, it is. Of course it is. You know why? Because you're fucking old. No, he grew up. You're on an it. old it. piece of shit. You don't Whoa, understand. Whoa, good lord! <laughs> Easy. There are kids listening. No, there's no. If there's any kids <laughs> listening to this, <laughs> fuck them. Whoa, <laughs> dude! Just because we're recording at 10:30 at night doesn't mean people are listening at 10:30 at night. Listen, I they could be in their car on good. the way. To Dropping off preschoolers. Awesome! I have done so much cocaine today. <laughs> <laughs> Kids do cocaine. <laughs> It'll give you so what, much energy. What did you love about this? Other than I, I guess the because again, you watched. It's honestly, but nostalgia should not be the only. No, reason. and, and it really isn't the nostalgia. But like there, the, well, I, I will say that there is an ele- element of the sketch that works better if you do like the show, not because of nostalgia, but just because of how well they recreated the like vibe of the, the show. Um, Easter eggs. Not, not even Easter eggs, but like it's they just the vibe. The yeah, the vibe because like the the show does have a very specific vibe because like it's it's a it not only is it a, a sitcom with a live audience, uh, but Nickelodeon shows in particular that were shot like that have a very specific feeling to them, and they really did a good job of recapturing it. And Kiki Palmer was just really funny in this episode, and the fact that they also brought Cal Mitchell into it, all, all the stuff, it was just very well constructed. And it didn't it just it worked for you. It didn't feel like it was a cheap nostalgia grab. They really did a good job crafting a great sketch that was like a legacy sketch but also very funny and so it, I, this it, ben was this on your short list good no of course not. <laughs> good no <laughs> no but no i, I, Ooh, of course I wanted to give uh, i wanted to kind of follow up with you though piggyback on what you're saying brad because even though snl could could absolutely get away with like like david harbour as the grouch yeah. oscar the grouch could have just been like oh isn't it funny but they went so crazy detailed. Yeah. The Mario Kart sketch. You could have just played on that. Yeah. They go crazy with this stuff. And and the fact that they're so committed, and they, it really does mean it make a difference. And they really did recreate this the the store set of Keenan and Kel meticulously. And that's the kind of of kind of the unsung work by, behind the scenes that, that really does go unsung. I mean, we're over here talking about it, but nobody else notices that, right? So not not nobody, sorry. You guys as the listening to this podcast, you're the people that matter. Uh, wow. <laughs> no, but a lot of people, just general audiences, do not appre- would not appreciate that to the level that, like, if you do know the Keenan and Kel show, then you're going to appreciate that even more, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes sense. 
Uh, so that was your number one. That was my number one for right. pre-tape sketches. All right, let's go live sketches. Brad, what's your number three live sketch? My number three live sketch, and this might be a dark horse. I don't know how you guys are going to feel about this, but it's the jingle pitch from the Jenna Ortega episode. Oh wow! That was not on my shortlist. That was not on my shortlist. I, but, but no, it's a good. It's a good. Sketch. It, it was I love, funny. I, I love the sketch. The way that James Austin Johnson and Andrew Dismukes sing that phone number, it just got funnier yeah, and funnier to me. I think I remember during this, you were kept talking about it. We're like, this wasn't even the best sketch of the night. No, but you, it was so. But you fun. were all yeah. in. Yeah, and I even because I, I I went back and watched it like just to make sure because I was like I was like, is this? Do I really think this is high? And I was like, yeah, this is this is really funny. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, the way that they sang that number. Uh, it was. It's just so good. Uh, I, I loved it. Uh, my uh, third favorite live sketch was a drug dealer from uh, Quinta Bronson's episode. It's a good sketch. Uh, that was the one where they're um, uh, Andrew Dismukes and uh, uh, Devin Walker are trying to score some cocaine in the bathroom. And uh, a, a, ca- a cavalcade of characters that are drug dealers are talking about how pure and white their cocaine is. And they're doing very much like Gwyneth Paltrow skiing in Utah. <laughs> But I think my favorite bit was when Michael Longfellow comes out of the wallpaper <laughs> yeah. and he goes, do you guys want some black tar heroin? <laughs> it was, it's just a really good sketch. It is good. I do like that sketch. Uh, my third place is probably not even going to be on your short list because I don't remember you guys liking this sketch as much as I did. <laughs> it's Woody Harrelson's monologue. <laughs> I just really liked it. I just he, said it's, it's just, he said a lot of things that are on, on America's mind. It was in the Pedro Pascal episode. It was called Waking Up. And he woke oh, yeah, up yeah, out of a coma. Yeah. He does the, the, and he the does voice. The voice. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know why, but that sketch hit <laughs> can, me so hey, hard. For real, can you do the? Can you try to do the voice? I can't remember it right now. Uh, why is that on your lap? Why, yeah, why, yeah. why are you doing that? Yeah. And, I'm, I'm super hot. <laughs> <laughs> and and the, the what I love about it as well, and and so you've got the writing of a sketch, you've got the performance of the sketch, but you also, for me, you have the chemistry of the actors in the sketch. And they were having such a fun time with this sketch. And so I remember watching it and just being, it just felt SNL so, to me. Spoiler alert, I guess. Pedro Pascal's The Mandalorian. Do you have any other Pedro Pascal sketches on your... Yes, I do. Okay, okay. Sorry. I just wanted to know that, that's all. I don't want to know. It was almost the reason why I couldn't pick this sketch. No, no. I thought I, I shouldn't it. pick two sketches it. in one episode. I t- but I just really love this I one. I get it. Yeah. All right, so that was uh, number three, number three, number three. Uh, so uh, Nate, what's your number two? Well, now hold oh, on a minute. Oh, okay. I like because I like to show I like to show Nate how you do this because uh, my number two is the waking up sketch uh, featuring Pedro Pascal. So that's that's my number two sketch. Okay, and all right. I, well, we already talked about it. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no. In addition to what you said, not only was there chemistry between it, but I also love that this sketch. Had, I'm so glad you love this sketch because I didn't I think did. you guys love no, no, this. I did. No, no, I just thought it was I did love this sketch. Uh, but I, part of the reason I love it, and it usually doesn't work this way with sketches like this, uh, but the, they were able to break in the sketch without really yep. disrupting the flow. Yeah. Like, if anything, it just added to yeah. it. And, and it I really loved so that. It was so silly. Yeah. It was just so silly. And that's what made me, like, you know, it just made me laugh so hard because the silliness met. Just magic in that. Yeah. So that was your number two. Yeah. So then, uh, Nate, what was your number two? Uh, my number two is Lisa from Temecula. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Oh, okay. I thought did, it was. Did not make my list. Really? Did not, did not make my list either. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I you know, and, and not to say that it's not a good sketch. It is an, it's, it's a very, oh, very it good is, sketch. It is, again, actors breaking down, right? Um, yep. It's so they're just, they're just having a good time. The steak not cutting. It just, I thought it was hilarious. No, it's it was good. one, though, if you remember right, after that episode, I mean, it, it almost went viral, that that yeah. epi- that yeah. sketch. Yeah. It was it was the one that was kind of people everyone was talking Cook about. Cook my meat. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw uh, Colin Jost at Four Winds uh, doing stand-up. Well, why don't you uh, brag about it? A lo- oh, that was the local casino. Coast yeah, sorry, Four Winds Casino in New Buffalo, Michigan. Uh, and I, I saw uh, Colin Jost, and he brought Alex English, and he brought... Uh, Lisa from Temecula, <laughs> Molly, Molly Carney, and Molly Carney was wearing a shirt that uh, that said "Cook my meat," <laughs> and I think that was pretty great. So, second best, second best, my turn. Second best, mm-hmm. all right. Yep. Uh, second best. Let me look it up here. It was wow. We talked about this. Okay, I had my <laughs> hey, fucking, hey. I had to, I have to shuffle them in now, you asshole. <laughs> the suspense is killing me. My favorite, my second favorite, was uh, the the Santa's Elf, Martin Short. Oh, oh that was yeah, funny. Yeah, it that was. was funny. I, I don't know why. It just personally for me, Martin Short. Well, Martin Short was Martin yeah. Short there. He screaming was 
at the children. Whenever Martin Short yells, oh it's gold. Oh, my God. I, I was crying laughing. It's so good. He, uh, I think it was uh, Conan on Smartless recently that said- He's uh, the funniest person on the planet. He is what every comedian laughs at. Like yeah. He is what everyone just laughs at. Like, yeah. He, yeah, Conan said, um, when Martin Short is on the show, it's like one of the only times that real professional comedians- are like okay, got to bring it because yep. Martin Short is here. Like yeah. it, uh, that's uh, the the respect. He you has, don't have to prepare anything. Yeah, Martin Short he, he, he just, just tell stories, and you don't you don't need a pre taped interview. You don't even have to talk to him beforehand. He just he'll bring it. I love that so much. I love Martin Short. I'm not afraid to say it. Prove it. <laughs> uh, put okay. Put the Martin Short doll away, Brad. I hope I get to meet Martin Short before he dies. I, I'm really. Oh my god! I mean, he's getting old. Yeah, he is. What just? That's so weird, though. I've been so much to the point where I, I I'm almost willing to spend the exorbitant amount of money to see Steve Martin and Martin Honestly, Short. Honestly, they are it, those tickets are silly expensive. Yeah. But I thought about it too because yeah. like they're getting up there and and not that they're gonna die, but they could just decide they're gonna retire. Make, right? Let's make a business trip out of it. A, a ten to one podcast. Oh, of course, trip. we make millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, thirteen <laughs> listeners, including my mom. We'll ask our. We'll Ask our producer uh, to, to to do. Ken Bonowitz says no. Hey, uh, I'm wondering if we have the same number one sketch uh, because you didn't say it and you didn't say it. I think that I know what all three of our favorite sketches. This would be, be it's be wild if it was. I, it, I wonder, is it? Is it traffic altercation? Because that's, that's mine. mine. That's mine. Oh! <laughs> We're all best friends. <laughs> Eat my butt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're using two hands. So I, I love how they pulled the sketch off because again they they did do a I think YouTube video or something where they show the behind the scenes how they pulled this off. Yeah, it's so impressive the, because it, Quinta it Brunson's brilliant could have been a pre-tape for sure, and yeah. they chose to make it live, and that's 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 that, the next. That level. was the one I was thinking of. Yeah, because sometimes. Sometimes the sketches because this could have been pre-taped and yeah. I would you it would, would have still said, be hilarious and you could have said it was pre-taped and I thought oh yeah yeah I guess you're right but you it know? still it still would have been very yeah. funny the fact that they were absolutely do able to do it in the studio makes it even better and it's some of the best writing it's some of the best delivery great physical comedy oh my god it's so good so good I can't say if you are listening and for some reason forgot this sketch go and look it up right now. Traffic altercation. This was when I was putting together my list. Actually, I put this one at the top, and I was like, "Yeah, there's yep. no change yep. in this." I literally put it, it first, the, and I was like, "Oh, it's going to be second, yeah. third. Now, I, okay, so let me uh, talk to you a little bit of the, about the uh, Pedro Pascal episode because the where he pay, plays the mother. I liked that sketch better than the coma sketch. Well, that was a great one too. It's a great one, right? It is and, a great one. I don't think it's quite as consistently funny though. You're right. That's fair. But I think that I think of my own mother. Even though she's not obviously your mom is a beautiful Hispanic woman, <laughs> but just the, when are you gonna have babies? You know that whole thing, right? And I just it really spoke to me, maybe more personally. But then, I mean, other than Quinta Brunson uh, having she had three great sketches in her episode, so did Pedro. Those are three all not all timers, but really close. Yeah, to the great, all-timers. great from the season. So both of those were awesome. Anyway, that's where we're at with that. Uh, what's what's ne- what's next? It's so it's so cute and adorable. The traffic altercation was hey, our top. Sketch. How could it not be? And if it's not yours, you're fucking wrong. Whoa! Sorry, there are kids listening. I would like to. If anybody doesn't have that as a number one, yeah, I would wh- love to hear what. What's your number, the one yeah. that you like better? Or you than can give us a num- number. Joe three Wicker. Reason. Sorry, he's wow. friend, of, friend of the pod. Why are you so mad at Joe? I'm not mad at him. I'm just saying I'm just he'll, he'll listen. Listens. What do he do to you? Nothing. I just I'm I, I love Joe. Wicker. I should have said I'm very curious to see what Joe Wicker has to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are we gonna do next, boys? Let's talk about who we think uh, the most improved cast member was. Real quick, can we do honorable this, mention sketches? Just real quick. Oh, I don't have any honorable. Well, yeah, because you had to fill in your lies. I don't have any honorable mentions at all. I, I didn't know. Nobody told me to do honorable mentions. Yeah, no one told me to do well, this. Hey Ben, do you have a? Do I've you have any a, sketches that you didn't include that you would like to mention? Thank you so much for asking. Um, yeah, I, ben, you know what? N- never mind. <laughs> So Lisa from Temecula. I don't know if we've talked oh, about boy. it. No, honestly, I did write down some some of this just to Brad's chagrin. But the doll sketch in the Travis Kelsey oh, episode. Fuck you! Ew, I'm not nothing joking. in the Travis Kelsey sketch belongs anywhere near great comedy description. That, sketch, that doll sketch was really was funny. Really the funny. American doll sketch was really funny. It was wait, fuck wait, you, it was wait, really wasted funny. premise on a w- wasted man. Calm down. 
and then uh, trash. He, he gets so much more mad about Travis Kelsey every day, and I it don't really know why. Does. You know how much he has that I don't. And he, <laughs> and he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> he does though. No, he doesn't. He's a nice guy. Oh, he's so nice. Oh, you, fucking you, throw a football around and get him a million why, dollars. Why do you hate him and his brother? Yeah, Jesus, why? His, I love his brother because <laughs> his brother looks fat and, what, and he doesn't. What's his brother's name again? Matt, I don't know. No, no. Jason. 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 Oh, so you know him. You're Jason. Fan. Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey. I'd love to hang out with you. <laughs> don't bring Travis. I'll fucking kick him in the dick. You couldn't reach. He's well, six he's, foot and seven. How? I'm, I'm not one foot four. <laughs> yeah, but you can't. Your leg doesn't go that high. That's true. <laughs> that is true. I also really did like the Jack Harlow AA meeting. I have that the on Pixar. my list. Yeah, yeah, I, I really like that. Was funny. There you go. Even though Jack Harlow sucks. God damn it, Brad. He does though. He's he not, doesn't suck. Nah, he's, he's just not. He's, he's not an actor. He's not great. He's not great. Yeah, he's not very good. <sighs> I will so say mean. though, uh, if you haven't watched uh, White Man Can't Jump, don't that as well. But no, um, season three of Dave, uh, the show on on FX about Lil Dicky, Jack Harlow has uh, makes an appearance in that guest appearance, and it's very funny. And he is pretty good in it. He plays himself. Well, that's but yeah. but the role he has is like it, it really works. So I just thought that that was you know it's a really funny sketch. It and, is good. Oh yeah. Anyway, all right. Yeah, that's all I got. I just I wanted those two uh, or three if you're cool. Thanks for bringing up two of the Lisa. worst hosts for your honorable mention you know, sketches. Wow. You want to talk about Woody Harrelson episode some more? How much you loved it? Yeah, the Hitman part of Please Don't Destroy was pretty good. You're talking about the Man from Toronto, the movie he made with Kevin Hart for Netflix. No, I'm talking about the pre-tape. Oh. Where he was going to kill him? Yeah, I know. I was joking. I just don't care about the... I don't think you remembered. I don't think I remember anything from that episode, <laughs> except for how bad the monologue was. Woof. <laughs> All right. So most improved cast member. Yeah. Who do you think it was? Who do you think was the cast member that improved the most? For me, um, I don't necessarily think that... I don't know if you can call her the most improved but she took on such a big role this year and crushed it. Ego Nuorum oh, is my... That's what I was going to say. I mean, Sarah Sherman is, is is great, and and she really did come into her own. But I think that with the loss of all of those great female leads, Ego really did step up and become kind of that person. She was kind of the... Cecily wasn't there for a lot of the show. She was. They were leaning on her to be the, the you know the straight man uh, per se a lot of this time, and and she just she really stepped up. I really thought she 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 took it to a, a different level. Okay, okay, Nate. I feel like Keenan Thompson finally found his voice <laughs> <laughs> after twenty years. No, Ego. I think is. I, I think Ego was almost a kind of fe- a featured part of SNL, and she became a. A main cast member this season, like uh, uh, just a a main a star, if you will. Like she's very funny to me personally. I be- trust her in sketches. When I see her in a sketch, I'm like, oh, it's it's going it, to be funny. To me, it became when I think of SNL, I'm now thinking of her yep. instead of like, oh yeah, I forgot she's on the show. That's that's all. Yeah, uh, I actually I couldn't decide between Molly, oh cool another Molly, tie Molly Carney and Sarah Sherman because Sarah Sherman, I think she started strong. And so it seems kind of disingenuous to say most improved, but I think that Sarah Sherman had such a a big I mean, that's a, skyrocket yeah. like that. That's a pretty big improvement, yeah, you're even, right. even from her start. You are right. Uh, but Molly Carney also they they had a, a great start. You know, uh, they got a chance to shine in that sketch where they talked to all the featured cast members in that like mockumentary style pre tape sketch. I guess I was thinking about I forgot most, about that. That was, was really good. Yeah, actually. I was thinking about most improved like from last year to this year. So you're saying like within the season? That's what that's kind of what I went. What, gotcha. With, yeah. I was doing season to season. Yeah, yeah. But I think but I think Ego Nuotum is still that shows that in this this singular season because everybody well. remembers Molly Carney from last year. <laughs> no, but but there there was as we talked about so many cast members that left. There were some huge holes to fill. Yeah, and I think Molly is a and, good one. Yeah, I think Andrew Smukes did a great job of filling in a, a Dismu- bigger hole. Dismukes is another one who um, I considered as well. No, but I, I liked it. They I still feel like he was underutilized. He, yeah, he, he kind of peaked at the end of last year, yeah, and yeah. then it kind of died off yeah. this year for some reason. I mean, I, he had some. He was pretty he, strong towards the end of this this season. He did, but I, I just he was missing like entire episodes. Oh yeah, yeah. Which which uh, which he could kinda, you say that about anybody else that would be leading the show? Another guy, no. I think. Kyle Mooney. Well, yeah, but he would. He was now like like if you're talking about most improved, like somebody who's now. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> oh, what's wrong? You had a lung problem? So I think another guy again that you have to give him his props as much as. We get tired of the political stuff. Uh, James Austin Johnson brings it every time. He does. He just does. He's he very does. a solid and, performer. And he's one of those that's easy to forget. 
yep. because when he is in a sketch and it's not Donald yep. Trump, it's like he's just kind of there. Mm-hmm. But it's he's he's got a Phil Hartman quality to him. Yeah, he's clearly got mm-hmm. a lot of big shoes to fill. I think he's kind of like Bill Hader too. But yeah, he's he, well, of course, with the impressions. But yeah. he also can when he's playing the straight man and he's in the sketch, he does a great job. Yeah. Um, and then I, I again, this isn't kind of the. The topic, but Bowen Yang has he is a star. So he was he was close second for me yeah. for for most improved only because again, I I guess I really did look at this as in with such a big exodus, yeah. who really did the best job of like making this sure that when you turn on SNL, it's still really yeah. good. Bowen Yang didn't have to be a varsity player last year. He was in many episodes, right? But he didn't have to be because there were so many other cast members. Yeah. But good lord, he but he, he was in every year. episode this year. He gave and, a varsity he performance. Episode, he was yep. in most sketches, right? He, like, yeah, I mean, Keenan level kind of yeah. like put him in there, and he'll make somebody laugh. Yeah, yeah. it's so. like yeah, and, and if if those people, if Ego and and Bowen, you know, and Andrew are are, are coming into their own and, and becoming uh, most improved, Keenan just deserves like the MVP. <laughs> Kind of for the last twenty, like the the guy just—it's almost unfair to give him an award because he just—we just—he's—he's he's kind of starting to become underrated because he's just been there. You just yeah. expect it, right? Yeah, and that's tough because man, he's so good. Agreed. Who's your favorite cast member of the season? MVP. Yeah, my MVP this year was Boney. Really. Interesting. Yeah. How how do we define MVP in that? I like, so my the most term, consistent. My terms or? were when I saw that person at the beginning of a sketch, was I happy they were there, and then in that sketch, did they make me laugh a lot? And Bo and Yang did that for me on almost every episode. He show up at a sketch, I'm like, this will be a good sketch, and most times I was right. And he, he just he really is turning into the Keenan, where he can save a sketch with a look. He can just he can break character in the right way. He just he has it all. What I, about that? What about that Quinta Brunson sketch where his hair length kept changing? <laughs> yeah, that's his. Did fault. you love that one? It's his fault. Yeah. I had a hard time with you that. that. What is you knew wrong was, with you? You knew that was going to be a good sketch. What is wrong with you? <laughs> wow, that you picked the one weird ten to one that he was in, and you're like, yeah, that's who he is, <laughs> dork. I had a really hard time with MVP because I felt like it was actually a fairly good yeah. like cross section of cast members. Some episodes stronger than others. Yeah. You know, I don't know if there's an Adam Sandler on here or, you know, um like the the big, big kind of stars there. Some of the sketches I loved, Egonorum was in, but I don't know if I would give her the MVP. Um so I, I would probably Wait, wait, did you not write it down? I mean, I didn't know because I, I didn't know who to put. Wait, still till this, till right now, you're making this right up this as we minute. Go. You're just like I'd have to pick somebody up. I'd have to pick kind of Keenan because I think he was fair the enough. most consistent. That's fair enough. So, but, so just you know have what? Some, have some authority in your voice. Yeah, and you know what, Nate? That's a good decision. You know why? Because I picked Keenan Thompson, and I thought about it for a good long while. And it's Keenan Thompson. That's, you wasted your time because I didn't. <laughs> and I came up with the same. <laughs> we came to the same. And I, I picked Bo Yang because he's the next Keenan Thompson. So, <laughs> guys, we did it. Yeah, you don't have to pick the next Keenan Thompson. <laughs> he's Keenan Thompson still he's on the still show. There. And for me, whenever I see a sketch, when I saw Keenan Thompson, I knew it was going to be a good sketch. All of them. And it was true. And you can't think of a no. single sketch. With Keenan Thompson, that doesn't work like that. You know why? Because you don't have the same mind that I do. <laughs> yeah, Keenan Thompson was my pick for the. Oh yeah, you you're like the Keenan Thompson was the 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 Keenan and Kelly. Wow, see what he did there? Oh yeah, shit, dipshit. All right, uh, favorite episodes of the year. Episodes, episode. Uh, no, three, top two, three, one. dummy. Did you really not do three, two, God one? God damn, you Nate. guys! You guys don't know how to fucking do I, this show. I have it right here, but I you didn't it. have the the pre tapes kid. Just you had to pull it out of your ass. It's no, no, I, 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 no, I have it. I have it. I do. Have I have. It. I'm the only person who has everything. I am well prepared for this podcast. Yeah, because you kept changing it. I know. And saying that, exactly. Nate and I, honestly, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Exactly. You can't keep up with a simple text message thread that <laughs> yeah. has directions in it. Do you, know not, do you not know how to put together IKEA furniture? You can't follow. Do you know along? how many texts we send in our freaking text message thread? And I have to go back and Nate. I'm like, what trailers did Brad tell us to watch? Ben for the, specifically said, "What are we counting down again?" And I listed everything. Nate, it's like we <laughs> fell off a boat. 
I wish and, you would have fallen off a boat. You'd have been way more helpful. And Brad has a life preserver in his hand, and it's white, and he throws it into the water. And he goes, wait, wait, wait. And he throws a red one. And he goes, go, swim to Nate, the red one. Swim to the red. And then he throws a blue one. He goes, ben, the blue. No, 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 now, now, now it's only the white one. This is how it feels to be your friend on, on a text message. It's not easy. You change it's not things easy. all the time. And then, and then, and then when I touch the white preserver, he goes, not that one. Yeah. It's crazy. Easy Martin Short. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good Martin Short. <laughs> But All that's right, how, that's how it feels. Anyway, I am. I am ready. Number th- okay. If you're ready, Brad or Brad, you're ready, Nate. My, my name's Nate. Third favorite episode. Go ahead. I'm going to go with Steve Martin and Martin Short. Next. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, it, it's you a don't great, have to defend that. It's a no, great it choice. is a Christmas I mean, episode. I love those guys. I mean, the, we've talked a little bit about it already. Their sketches were solid. It was just I can you, I can watch them to their episode, hours. It's even doing thought, just yeah. them them stuff. Yeah. Uh, Martin <laughs> them Short stuff. has the funniest, you know, comebacks. The funniest cut downs. It's just it's just so funny. I love him. Uh, mine was Kiki Palmer. Kiki Palmer, great episode. Loved the Kiki Palmer. Nice, episode. nice. Mine was Jenna Ortega. Really? Yeah, that I love. Slightly surprising. I really like the Jenna Ortega episode. There's a lot of good sketches in. It. They had the Parent Trap sketch. They had the Lava House sketch. They had the uh, the num- the phone number sketch that I love so much. Also, don't hate on the road trip. Uh, please don't destroy. Absolutely, because that song is that banger. Yeah. I'm not just. You're looking. You're both looking at me ben, like I'm like, hey, Ben. No, boo. <laughs> well, you've consistently hated the please don't destroy sketches when we were talked about. I them. don't. I just don't. But really. you, you know what? You you also liked in that sketch or in that episode that I didn't get was the ridiculousness stuff. You liked that one. I think I remember right. Oh well, well, Ben's the big ridiculousness fan. Oh, was that you that would like yeah, that one? I, yeah, I didn't get it. I just I didn't know. I'm not a big fan of it. I just knew what it was. He loves Rob Drydeck. It's Deirdrick. <laughs> See? <laughs> oh God, damn it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, what was number three for you, Benny? Uh, number three... No, no, I, I, it was Kiki Palmer for me. Uh, yeah. Oh, was, Jenna Ortega. 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 So right. number, number two, Nate, me, you, me, you. Number two, me. Go, me? For, it. Go for it. Quinta Brunson. Okay. Brad? Quinta Brunson. Me? Pedro Pascal. Oh, interesting. And I think you know why. Why would you do that? Because number one for me, Quinta Brunson. Oh, uh, number one for me, Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Pascal. Brad, number one for me, Pedro Pascal. Kiki Palmer. Oh, really? Yeah. Why do you hate Pedro Pascal? Yeah, I don't. Wow. I don't hate P- Pedro Pascal. That's such a great episode. Wait, what's your three two one? If I'm being honest, what's your three two one? If I'm being honest, I want you to always be honest. Pedro Pascal was tied with Jenna Ortega for me, but when I more thought about it, I liked more of the sketches in nope. Jenna Ortega's than I did in no, Pedro you're Pascal's. Wrong. Really I'm wrong. not though, but that's cute. But yeah, Kiki Palmer to me, she's she was great. Yeah, not only did she, she was she the best host, but because she was the best host, she she had the best episode. I, I I thought pretty much every sketch was funny. She was great in every single sketch. She she was the one cast member or one host this season who I felt like could easily be a cast member on the sure. show, on the show and would have fit in easily. Also, um, it was kind of a surprise too because yeah. Uh, Obviously, I've seen her in a few things. No idea if she had, of course, uh, live acting chops. Yeah. Crushed it. Yeah, I wasn't expecting her to be so good. Yeah. Honorable mention, Travis Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you do the episodes that we should shit on all the time? Whoa, Let's dude. See, just, uh, seriously, if I ever see <laughs> Travis Kelsey. Yeah, you're going to be like, hi, I'm Brad, big fan, and you're going to walk away. If I ever say big fan, you're allowed to kick me in the nuts 10 times then in I'm a row. I'm going to have to do it because you're, you're a polite boy in public. I, right? You talk a big game behind a microphone. If you saw him in public, you wouldn't say shit. You'd be like, wow, he's bigger than I thought he was in person, and you'd walk away. Let's let's create some headlines here. I want to create a headline all here. Right. If I was walking Travis Kelsey's locker room and his his cleats were just sitting there on the bench. What is wrong? I would take a shit in both of the cleats. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. If nobody was around, no, you wouldn't. I would shit in his cleats so that when he puts his feet into his cleats, my shit just oozes out like chocolate pudding. All right, just like a like a like a. Travis, I'm so sorry. I personally thought you did a good job. No, you're fucking terrible. You're the but worst. I, I did. I did have something I wanted to say though. Um, there was an episode that I was really hoping would be a great episode that didn't end up meeting the mark for me. Which episode do you think that is? Mm. And you might agree, Molly Shannon. That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys agree? That yeah. was one that I a little, was, a little bit disappointing for sure. Yeah, just, a little, little, little. And mi- I don't little necessarily and it's, <laughs> blame Molly. The sketches weren't written that great. No, yeah. It just wasn't a great episode. And but also, I she does she didn't do anything wrong. Have there. some indelible characters, but 
bringing them back the way that they did, it didn't work as well as I think they were hoping it yep. to be. So, well, that's it, guys. We did it. We got it all the way through. Saturday Night Live. Guys. It's a show. Yeah. And honestly, we love it. Excited for season 49. Yeah. Do you think that anybody that was supposed to host at the end of 48 will get an opportunity in 49? Or are they like, well, no. Is no, that no, not how it works. No, I think I think Pete Davidson will, will get a shot again. He's he's gonna have plenty coming up that they'll be able to do it for yeah, him. I was surprised that Kieran kiss. Culkin was gonna come back so quickly. I was as well, and I don't think that they will bring him back so quickly because now that succession is over, there's really no reason to gotcha. unless they actively want to just make it up and do it. Sure. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge, I could see them wanting to to bring back though because she's she's very popular right now and she's, she's never and done she's it. Just awesome. Yeah, yeah she's and, just and you're right, and she's never done. But it. But we don't yeah. know when they're coming back. No, that's that's true. So it it, it just depends on after on the how, holidays. Yeah, how things play out who knows the it started Fuck last you. year october 1st so there's still time plenty right? of time plenty of time yeah we'll see what happens um but in, in the meantime like i said we're going to start going through some of the uh the saturday night live movies digging into those talking about some trivia and just uh kind of talking about what we love what we don't like about them talking about the sketches that inspired them and just various little bits about these movies it's gonna, gonna be a fun time what should we start with we're gonna, do, we're gonna start chronologically so of course we gotta start with the the big boy Blues Brothers. Yeah. Uh, I, I got a couple of stories that Tal- Colin Jost told about SNL. I'd love uh, to hear him. Uh, so uh, we actually wrote them down because we were so concerned we were going to forget them. So Bailey wrote them down and emailed them to me. Um, he told a story about being around for Lauren's 70th birthday and they were doing a writing session. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning. And all of a sudden, it's like him and three other writers and Lauren. And Bill Murray walks in and walks up to Lauren and just starts punching him in the arms. It's like 70 times. And just didn't stop. Like, here's one, two, three, and just kept going. And Colin goes, at a certain point, I thought I was watching elder abuse. Because <laughs> it just gets to the point where 37, 30, and he's in the same spot on his arm. And he just doesn't stop. And then they got through 70, and then they went in his back office, and they were there for like an hour. And we're like, well, I guess we're going home. And then everybody, it was like 3 o'clock in the morning. They all just went home. Wow. That's the kind of weird shit. That he was talking about on stage, but hey, kudos to Bill Murray. No, seriously, showing up at two o'clock in the morning, committed to the bit, punching him that hard. So that was crazy. Um, something about uh, Lauren being a being really mean uh, to, I think it was maybe when Bill Hader hosted, they were underneath and watching as it was going, and the, and a sketch was just bombing, and he leans over to Colin Jost and Bill Hader and says, uh, "Do you think they can take an Emmy back?" <laughs> <laughs> and, then he, and then he deadpan looks at Hater and goes, "We had high hopes." <laughs> I, I, I know uh, from listening to David Spade and you know their their podcast for SNL that they have that Lauren Michaels can have the meanest quips. Like, yeah, that's oh, I'm sure. that's aggressive, right? Uh, they wanted to do one where Dave uh, under the Dave Chappelle sketch, they wanted to have Santa uh, shit down the chimney, <laughs> but they just. <laughs> They couldn't, couldn't, they couldn't work convince that one anybody out. that that would be. Like, a, it sounds it's like a really funny, funny. Yeah, but it was like Chappelle asked Santa shitting down a chimney. <laughs> also, Chappelle with titties, like they wanted to give him boobs and just do something with that. It was just he was kind of rambling at that Weird. point, just talking about sketches. Because the question from the audience was like, "What sketches just do you want to do that just wouldn't work?" And like Chappelle really wanted to have boobs. Evidently, that's fun. Weird. Yeah, uh, and then he did, he described Pedro Pascal as a giggle monster. That makes sense to me. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we wrote down Alex dancing to Megan the Stallion next to Lauren. So that must have been Alex English, the writer. Yeah. Was dancing, and he was like, "I was living my best life during like rehearsals. I'm dancing my ass off to Megan the Stallion, and I'm I just realized I'm dancing right next to Lauren, and he's just not having any <laughs> of it, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> there was a uh, an Anne Frank knock knock joke. That they were going to say on SNL because one of the questions was, "What what's a weekend update joke that you would have loved to tell?" And um, it was uh, I, I I'm paraphrasing here. Let me try to remember the joke. It was um, the only knock knock joke that ever ends with a knock knock is an Anne Frank joke or something like that. Where it's like oh. that's you'd be knock knock because it would be the Germans that come to get her. And he's like, "Yeah, we just couldn't figure out a way to do it." <laughs> like yeah, no shit. That's a really aggressive. It's really funny yeah, though. It's a really funny joke. So yeah, that's that's basically my paraphrasing of what they were talking about with SNL for Colin Jost and with Alex English, the writer, and Molly Carney. Um, it was absolutely awesome just to hear that they went for forty minutes and just talked about you know SNL. It was great. 
Well, thanks for listening to the anticlimactic SNL podcast. You know, <laughs> just trying to give you guys a little inside info. No, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. What those are really good stories. And and let's be honest, we we've delayed this episode for a month and a half. Talk about anticlimactic. Yeah, if you're listening to this, thank you so much. If you followed us throughout the whole season, honestly. We're big fans of SNL. We love connecting with other fans of SNL. We love all the other SNL podcasts as well, and we try to listen to those as well and and, and kind of build a, a fraternity and sorority of other uh, podcasts and other fans as well. So I, we just want to thank you for this season, and we will be back next season. But don't don't stop listening because this summer we're going to have other episodes as well. And yeah. One last thing: the uh, the writer strike is obviously going on, and uh, Michael Che told Colin Jost that he should do a sign that says "Right Power." <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny. There you go. Thanks for listening, folks. Uh, we'll be back sometime soon to start digging into some Saturday Night Live Blues movies. Blues Brothers. Yeah. All right. Be good to yourself. Be good to others. Bye-bye.